missing one Sunday was like I was thrown into one, one man's island far, far away, all alone, and so miserable, missing the fellowship, really missing. You all knew, and I want to really thank the Lord for each one of you because of your prayers. Although I was there, but I could really feel that, that prayer support so powerful. I tell you, if somebody comes with this idea, or maybe a group comes with this idea, if I want to destroy Christians completely, I think they can never do that, simply because of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. It's so powerful that nobody can ever break that. And I could feel that. And that day, evening, I was really very encouraged when my senior pastor with his wife came and saw and prayed. And I know many of you wanted to come and see, but then really thank you, because if all of you had come, I wouldn't have got a proper rest. But they came and they prayed. They laid in their hands and they prayed. And I tell you, there's a tremendous encouragement in the Tamil side too. There were so many of you, all of you, in fact, the whole church, all were praying. My wife came back and said, you know, everybody was inquiring about you. And I knew, God, this is what the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is all about. And do you know, if you want to know what I really went through, I mean, how terrible it was having a viral fever, and I got this fear of injection, and the first thing my family doctor says is, you must have a jab. Oh, that was another one more bigger scare. And, you know, I got some pictures. This is how I, I was like, I felt like. Okay, some technical thing there. But do you know, every one of us in life, we live in a real world with real problems. And every one of us, whenever we go into difficult times, especially when we are a Christian, we know the Lord Jesus Christ, we know God Holy Spirit. Uh, not this, the pictures. This is how I felt. I told Brother Philip, get for me some pictures. That is how I felt. Fragile. Can be broken very easily. At the lowest of everything. And like a jelly, shivering. Practically, I was really shivering. <laughs> I was really shivering. And, okay. But, do you know, these are the times when God, the Holy Spirit, helps us to create our own theology. This is what theology shouldn't frighten you. Although it's a word used in the uh, seminaries. But a definition of it is, can you please put that? For me, the theology itself is, means is the study of God and the relations between God and the universe. This is taken from the Webster's New World Dictionary. It's actually from the Pentecostal uh, theology by Duffield. It's just a, a knowledge of God. Can we take this off again? Take it off. We find that 
our own understanding of God, especially when in times of difficulty, when we are really in situations like this, we find that each one of us, we develop something. And today, I want to share with you something that God taught me through this, that one week. And I developed a theology of my own, a theology of attachment, I call it. Sorry, now we can have it again. A theology of attachment. I realized that although I was alone there in the room, and when I was sick, how much can my wife help? She cannot come and share the sickness together with me. So I have to go through it all by myself. But then I realized that in the spiritual realm, my wife, my family, my church, all of you are keeping me in prayer. And then I realized that actually there is a powerful attachment that happens. In the spiritual realm, there's a powerful attachment, there's a powerful force that is sustaining me. I could realize that. And so you see, when we talk about this theology developing in each person, see each person got their own understanding and have developed a theology of their own. For example, some, they have this thing as a praise the Lord theology. I've heard of some people say, whenever I'm very down, I just keep on coming in the presence of God and start to praise Him. And I just keep on praising the Lord, praising the Lord, praising the Lord. Suddenly, you know, that thing breaks. And then I'm set free. Some will say, I just go on praising the Lord and keep on telling hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just keep on telling hallelujah. Just think of the goodness of God. And suddenly it breaks. Some will say, you know, I will go into tongues. And I, when I go into tongues, I continue to go in tongues nonstop. And I'll think of all the things, the good things that the Lord has done. Suddenly there's a breakthrough. So these are all individual theologies that people have developed on their own. And it works for them. It doesn't mean it must be for applicable for everybody. But it works for that individual. And that is how God, the Holy Spirit, start to reveal things to us. Some will say, you know, whenever I go into a kind of real problem, I'll start to think of all the memory verses. I'll start to repeat the memory verses to me. And as I keep on repeating, suddenly a new strength comes. Suddenly a breakthrough comes. This is their theology. A theology that God has helped them to develop. And it is very effective for that person. So this is how the Lord reveals himself. And this, this attachment uh, thing that God revealed to me, was actually from John chapter 15, verse 7. My old sermon itself is down here. John 15, verse 7. If somebody can please read that. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Yes. The uh, NKGV version uh, King James Version says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, 
you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. This abiding, remaining in the Lord, this is what I call that attachment. You see, when a secular understanding is very different, they will say, you separate yourself, go alone. Even in secular meditation, they will say that you empty yourself completely. But in the Christian meditation, no, you should never empty yourself. Because if you empty yourself, you're opening for something else to come and occupy. But the Christian meditation is totally different. When the psalmist talks about meditation, it's totally different. He says, I fill myself with all the knowledge of God. I fill myself with all the goodness of God. And I fill myself with all His goodness. So, it's totally different. So, the attachment is, we find that remaining with the Lord. Abiding. Letting His words to abide. When we remain in Him, He remains in us. And in whatever condition we can be, He's always there. He's always there. And that is the, where the Lord was speaking to me through this one week. And He was telling me, you know, my people can never be easily be broken down. Simply because I am always there with them. If they remain in me, I am always there with them. So it's, the condition is, unless I decide I don't want to remain and I move away, then it's a different story altogether. But as long as I want to remain, He is there always with me. His presence is always with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, in Mark, can I have the next? Yes. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. Please read for me. 35 to 41. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Normally whenever... I remember many, many years ago, many years ago, uh, when we were in the small church, um, suddenly everybody in the church was getting their so eye. And so I was thinking to myself, I shouldn't get, I, I can't get, because I'm a pastor. But then, shockingly, I too got it. And one of the church members came and said, Pastor, you also got so high. And the way the person came and told me was, you are a pastor. You are not supposed to get. <laughs> Anyhow, I got it. 
very depressed and very down. Why? What happened? If we read, just now we, this passage was read, it's the same thing. Jesus was in the boat and just taking one short nap. And suddenly that wind came and there was a storm. And then, you know, the thought of the disciples was the same thought. What happened? You are in the boat. This wind is not supposed to come. Jesus, you are here in the boat. And this storm is not supposed to come. The storm should fear you and be far, far away. But it came. It's a very similar situation. But I used to always do this, you should think and see. What happens if, it, if they didn't wake him up? Have you thought about it? What, have, what would have happened if they didn't wake him up? And then everything finished. Jesus also finished. Is it like that? Is that story going to end? No more salvation, sorry. Failed. No. I know the wind can come, but as long as Jesus is there, Jesus is there. The wind is not bigger than Jesus. Hallelujah. And a very similar situation we find when we all go into this kind of situation, but the theology of attachment is Jesus is still in your boat. Hello? Are you getting the message this morning? You could be in some problems. There could be something happening, maybe some financial need, but is Jesus in your boat? Is Jesus in your boat? As long as he is there, the theology of attachment is there. He is there. If my words remain in, in you, and I remain in you, us, it will be done. So I think if they didn't wake up Jesus, and if somebody there became the spokesman and started to rebuke, what do you think? The wind would have stopped or not? It would have stopped. They didn't have to wake him up. Because why? Jesus is still in your boat. Attachment is still there. He's still attached with you. And I am attached with him. We are attached with him. See, sometimes when this viral fever and all this comes, it's Terrible, the feeling. It's so terrible. That, that time you can have your best food in front and you don't even a little bit also feel like eating at all. Sometimes you don't even feel like looking at it or even smelling it. You get the nauseating feeling. Terrible. But then, in that situation, Jesus is still there with us. Hallelujah. And here they, they come and they ask him very... Interesting question. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Don't you care? Together with attachment, this theology of attachment that God just revealed to me, attachment comes together with care. Attachment comes together with care. When in the moment I, I know all of you are praying, all of you didn't have a chance to talk to me, but I know all of you are praying. I know that care. 
How powerful is it? You can't feel it, but I tell you, it's a very powerful force that is just moving. It's so powerful. And here, you find that attachment always comes with care. If the Lord says, remain in me and I remain in you, He talks about the attachment. He's saying, my attachment comes together with my care for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is wonderful. He says, my attachment comes with a care for you. I care for you. And not only that, this caring also is a very contagious caring. It spreads to those who believe in Jesus. The ones who are together with Jesus, they also carry that same care. See, when you ask, oh, even not only just because I'm a pastor, but I know among yourselves, if somebody is sick, I know how the WhatsApp and the prayers that goes on. All of you are so concerned for one another. The care for one another. This is powerful. Very, 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 very powerful. And that's the reason why if somebody comes up or a group comes up and says, we must destroy these people. You can never destroy the Christians. Because they have Jesus remaining with them. The attachment is there. The care is there. And the care for one another is there. You see, while this was going on last week, suddenly one of the pastor friends, the WhatsApp sends me a clip. And in that, uh, the opening of the Lucifer's church in the States. And so they were interviewing one person, didn't show his face, just from the back. And he says, I like this church very much because I can do whatever I like. I don't have to listen to anyone. I can do anything I like. I can be alone on my own and I can do anything I like. I suddenly realized, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you have not detached me. You have attached me. And you know, a person can talk and say, okay, I like to be alone, independent, on my own. How long? Suddenly you will come to a point where you find you miss people. You cannot be alone. We were never made to be alone. We were never even born when we were born. Everyone, when we were born, the moment you're born, there's a warm hands that carries us, cuddles us. And that is how we are. That is how God has made you and me. And no, I would never do. I want to be detached. I want to be attached. And God, the Holy Spirit, is a specialist in fellowship. He's a specialist in fellowship. And fellowship is very, 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 very important. I really missed, I tell you, last Sunday during the lunchtime, I was thinking I'm not in the cafeteria. <laughs> I was really missing, really, really missing. But fellowship, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and the care that comes with that attachment. We'll continue. First Peter. Uh, uh, before that, Luke. Luke chapter 10, verses 33 and 34. 
verses 33 and 34. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Yes, here it talks of the good Samaritan. And he was not a Jew, he was a Samaritan. Samaritan, normally the Jews don't have any connections. But he is the one who has that heart. He goes and he bandages and he took care. The word then, verse 34, is he took care of that injured person. He took care of him. You see, sometimes physically we can't come and help. But encouraging words are just beyond description. It's just beyond description. And it carries a lot when a person just says some words of, of concern and us is so powerful. That's the reason why all over the world, God's people are very powerful people because they know how to take care of one another. They know how to take care. And there's earlier words that I missed. First Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, and he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Yes. Can you please read that again? Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. So that I, I can't remember which night... But that one night, I found it so hard to sleep. And I just sat next to my bed, down on the floor. And I was just talking to the Lord. I was just telling him how miserable I feel. And although my physical eyes can't see him, but I could just feel his presence there. And encouraging me, strengthening me, saying, I've not left you, I'm with you. And that is wonderful. Because he cares. As long as we humble ourselves and come before him, he cares for us. He cares for us. And today people pay a lot of money for caring. People pay a lot of money. Even for special nurses to take care of some of the older people who can't manage themselves. A lot is paid. But when we talk of how much must I pay my God for taking care of me? How much must I pay my God for giving these wonderful people who take care by words, by action? How much? I tell you, we can't compare money. Money can never be compared. And that is how it is. And the Lord is always there. Times can be very difficult. The haze, praise the Lord, it has stopped. But things can be good and bad, up and down. But God's concern for you and me is always the same. It's always the same. Everything may change. 
I remember Sunday school song. All may change, but Jesus never glory to his name. Can we all sing together? Yesterday, today, forever, Jesus is the same. All may say, but Jesus never glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his name. Shall we give a clap hand to the Lord? First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 25. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. This word schism is division in the body. But the members should have the same care for one another. The same care for one another. We cannot force someone to care for someone. It is something that they must decide to do it or if they, they don't want to do it, nobody can force. But you see, among Christians, the powerful motivation force is what Jesus has done in my life, in your life. Is That is the motivation force that makes us to care for one another. Sometimes we will just sit down and think, who is this person? Not my blood. Not my relative. Sometimes the person can be totally a different uh, culture. Why? Because Jesus showed that love first. Jesus showed the care first. Jesus went to the cross for me, for you. He was not forced to do it. And that is the motivation force. That is the thing. The same care for one another. Philippians chapter 2 verses 19 to 20. I think... We can move. Yes. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. Yes. Here Paul is sending Timothy, and Timothy was his spiritual son. Practically, Timothy grew in the ministry of Paul. And he sends him, and he says in the King James Version, who will sincerely care for your state? Who will sincerely care for your state? God is not a God. In, uh, when we study theology, systematic theology, there is one understanding of God where they say God could be like a watchmaker. He sets the clock and it's supposed to be like automatic and then he goes on a long journey on a holiday. But our understanding of our God is not like that. He's not gone far away. He's next to you and me. He's given his own spirit, God the Holy Spirit, who comes and lives in us. He lives in us. And he gives us 
that privilege and the honor. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God, Holy Spirit lives in you. And God is always together with us. And here, it, Paul says that Timothy will take care. He will sincerely care for your state. That means he will know your condition. That means he has my heart. That is what Paul was trying to say. And when we take care of one another, we show, uh, we speak words of care and concern, we are actually sharing the heart of Jesus to one another. That's why you see, Jesus physically is not here. We can't see him. But we know spiritually, he's moving among us, even when we see his hands and his mouth working. That is true, each one of us. When somebody here shares a word of encouragement, they're actually sharing a word from Jesus. They're sharing a word from Jesus. It's like Jesus has come there and sharing and saying something. And we feel so encouraged, so relieved, so strengthened. Can never knock down a Christian. Can never knock down. Can never, never knock down. Even if you knock down, they fall down, they will still rise up. Because if they can't rise up, there will be somebody to give a hand and raise them up. Hallelujah. My sermon today is very short. I've already come to the last uh, verse. Musicians will be ready to come. But I pray that today's message will be encouraging for you. Because it has been a real encouragement for me. A real strength. I, I thought even today it would be a bit hard to come. But God from yesterday, from David's today, from yesterday in fact, the Lord started to just strengthen. and said, I could just feel his presence. He's so powerful and he's so real. I've come to the last verse. Philippians chapter 4 verse 10. Verse 10. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last... Your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Yes. Here, Paul talks about the church caring for him. He says, you have shown your care to me. I do not know whether the caring pharmacy took the name from here or what. But I know one thing. From what that pharmacy carries the name and what the Bible says about care is totally different. It's totally different. There you go for caring, but you still have to pay. But here in the Bible, this caring that Jesus gives us, you don't have to pay. It's free. Freely he gives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the Lord encourage you. Whatever you're going through, remember this. The theology of attachment. You are attached. And you are attached to the very strong person of the universe. Jesus himself. And we are attached to one another. Because we are his body. Shall we all stand? Hallelujah. Lord, we come before your presence. God, Holy Spirit, we pray that you'll continue, Lord, to minister to every one of us. Even today, O Lord, as we come, we see how 
wonderful you are yes lord you called us you are faithful and you are true yes lord and you say oh lord to remain in you oh lord to remain and we want to remain in you oh lord yes god god holy spirit yes lord come oh lord come oh lord come oh lord every person here oh lord whatever they are going through in life yes lord yes lord we just bring that person before you oh lord yes lord and we pray oh lord as you have given this invitation lord to come yes lord you said if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you yes lord and whatever lord that desire yes lord as according to your will oh lord that you will answer that prayer yes oh god thank you lord thank you jesus thank you lord we praise you we're standing in the presence of god even as we're standing just thank the lord just thank the lord for his goodness in your life he's been good to you even today as we are going to prepare ourselves for the lord's supper all those who are baptized in water you can pass partake of this you can be from a different church but you can still join us in this lord supper when jesus gave this as a commandment he said to remember him and even as we get the bread and the grape juice distributed just close your eyes come in the presence of god because in first corinthians 11 says examine yourself even as you stand in the presence of god examine yourself shall we just examine ourselves put our heart right before the lord our thoughts right before the lord And when Jesus said this he told us to remember that we were the top in his list in his list we were the top he wanted to save us and that's why he took the punishment that was due to you and to me since you are always the top in my list is talking and telling to every one of us you're always the top for me you are special to me
receive the bread or the grape juice please raise your hands the Lord Jesus Christ on the night he was betrayed he took bread he gave thanks and he said and he said take eat this is my body given for you let us eat of the bread took the cup he gave thanks and he said take drink of this cup this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins shall we drink of the cup thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we want to just commit every person here. Even as we are partake, partake, took of your body and blood, we pray for healing. Healing of the mind. Yes, O Lord. Healing. Yes, O Lord. In the body. We pray, O Lord, for peace. We pray for strength. We pray, yes, O Lord, for your powerful presence. Yes, O Lord, even as we partook, a powerful presence of Jesus in our lives, in the life of every person here, yes, O God. Yes, O Lord, as we walk, as we talk, as we move, yes, O Lord, that your presence will always, Lord, will go forth with your people, yes, O God. We want to thank you. We want to thank you. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you.
shall be going thanks for a